This hour of Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Tucson Federal Credit Union and the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans. Now back to Spears and Ali on 1490 AM, 94.9 HD Channel 4 ESPN Tucson. It's the Monday after Selection Sunday or in Tucson, Arizona. It's like December 26th. It's the day after Christmas. Welcome to Spears and Ali here on ESPN Tucson, 1490 AM, 94.9 HD Channel 4. We're also streaming everywhere like ESPNTucson.com, the ESPN Tucson mobile app, and the Spears and Dolly podcast. So would that make uh, the NCAA tournament New Year's Eve? Absolutely. Okay. Totally. Just, I'm trying to get the analogy yeah, completely straight. Selection Sunday yeah. was yesterday, and we'll get into all the latest there. But, hey, it's officially March Madness, guys. Man. Merry Christmas to all. It was officially March Madness starting last week in Vegas, man. What a tournament. What a tournament. What a tournament. I mean, just so much fun. Arizona played excellent basketball. And, Justin, I'm going to tell you, we, we make top ten lists a lot about most memorable whatever, memorable games, memorable shots. That game for me was like a heavyweight fight. You know, they talk about styles make fights. Ali Frazier – uh, Hagler Hearns, that was of that caliber, U of A UCLA on Saturday. That was just two teams going at each other. Could have gone either way. Excellent basketball game. I need three more of those kind of games next year. With UCLA going to the Big Ten, I need one in Poly, one in McHale, and one in Vegas. Are they going to play one in McHale? Because they're going to have to schedule it as a non conference game. Someone's going to have to adjust. Yeah. That's the. Which. You know, which is going to happen, right? And I was sitting next to some UCLA guys at the game, and I'm like, you, you guys are bums, man. How, how can you leave this? You're going to go to the Big Ten and play in Lafayette, Indiana, and go Purdue? Yeah. Is Purdue's going to be your big game? They're like, man, it was – I mean, we, we hate it. We hate it as much as you do. So it's uh, – that, that was, like, the only, like, thing that I was thinking about that was in any way negative is, like, man, I'm going to miss this rivalry, U of A, UCLA basketball, because – and for my money, it's amongst the best in the country. It's the best on the West Coast, for sure. Absolutely. All right, we'll get into all of that in the next couple of hours. Uh, very March Madness-heavy show today. Talking the latest in the NCAA tournament, college basketball. We'll also talk about Jalen Ramsey being traded to the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. And maybe the Rams got fleeced. Who won the trade? Was the Rams or the Dolphins? I side with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Third-round pick and a tight end for Jalen Ramsey, one of the best defensive backs in football. I get that the the Rams wanted to kind of dump that contract and get it out of the way, but I still think this is a big move by the Miami Dolphins. And then uh, plus uh, Tyree Kill, I don't know if you saw him, but he was racing this past weekend, man. running track. Just blew look, the field <laughs> look, away, look, man. Look pretty fast. Yeah, I was now, how, so. How fast are those guys, though, really? I mean, they're pretty fast, Justin. But he... Like, what, it was 6.100? It wasn't even close, yeah. yeah 6.17 or something like that. Yeah. All fast. I know is he looked really fast. He lives up to the cheetah name, Absolutely. for sure. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the NFL later on in the show, and then we'll have NCAA tournament takeaways. But let's get right into it. Top three headlines heading into today. One. One. Selection Sunday was yesterday, and the Arizona Wildcats were given the number two seed – Dot, dot, dot. In the South region. Not what I expected, Ali. No? I was, I was expecting West, maybe Midwest, but the South? Interesting. Very interesting. They'll take on uh, number 15, Princeton, 
And winner of that game will get either Missouri or the Fighting Greg Hansons in Utah State, which would be an interesting matchup, right? Because, I mean, we're going to talk to Greg here in just a little bit. But Utah State, Greg Hansen went to Utah State. Arizona, he's been covering Arizona basketball for a long time, so that's going to be like the ultimate Greg Hansen matchup. But Arizona has the Princeton Tigers. Excited to see what they can do as the number two seed in the South. Their first couple rounds, the the first round, the second round, that will be in Sacramento. Then they got to go to Louisville, playing Kentucky, and then, of course, the Final Four is in Houston. So that's the path for Arizona, Sacramento, Louisville, Houston. What do you make of it, Ollie? Well, I mean, I honestly think that UCLA should have been a one seed and Arizona should have been a two seed, but I'm not I'm not mad at it. The, the South, you look, you, you get where you get seeded. And uh, then you got to win your games. And, you know, from my my arduous study of the Ivy League and watching a lot of Ivy League basketball in Princeton, I can tell you my breakdown is I have no idea what I'm talking about. I literally watched maybe a minute of Ivy League basketball. And I think it was my hotel room. I was watching Princeton and Yale. It was for gambling purposes, right? No. No? no? Okay. Not. All right. Didn't, didn't, literally did not bet on one game while I was in Vegas. Did we, not, we need to check your temperature. Are I'm you okay? okay? I was fine. Okay. I'm fine. Um, I just want to make I, sure you're not I, under, under the weather or something. I, He's shaking I, a lot, though. Yeah. No, I, I filled that void in so many other ways. <laughs> so, but, you know, Princeton, they've got that backdoor style. They've got that, uh, you know, old school kind of offensive uh, philosophy, which has been passed down from coach to coach to coach. Mike Brown. Mike Brown. And, uh, you know, they're going to be a difficult draw. But in Missouri, Utah State, that'll be a good game, too. But if Arizona gets out of Sac- Sacramento, they get to uh, Louisville, I mean, you know, I'm not as I'm not as high as them uh, on Alabama as other people, uh, and I don't understand. Tell me, explain to me this: How do you get killed by the same team by over 20 points, two games in a row, and you get a number one seed? Because that's what happened to the Kansas Jayhawks. Texas destroyed them the last two times they played them. They beat them by over 20 in the Big Ten or sorry, Big 12 uh, championship game, and Kansas still gets a number one seed. Mm-hmm. Huh. Dubious, although, suspect. Although, you know, for Texas, I, I do like their their plan right now or their schedule because they got to play Colgate in the first round. Then the second round, they played the winner of Texas A&M, Penn State. And A&M, yes, they were in the SEC championship. They had a pretty good record this year. But if you look at their non-conference schedule, very weak. Uh, so Texas A&M, they're, they're not as good as their record shows. So I like Texas a lot. And then they got to play Xavier probably in the Sweet 16. But let's go. A very, very interesting matchup. But going back to isn't that the biggest surprise of the bracket? What they didn't match Arizona Xavier, and Xavier. Xavier up with each and other? Gonzaga are not in Arizona's bracket. Yeah, exact. In fact, Gonzaga is the three seed to UCLA's two seed in the West. Well, I saw Joe Lunardi his bracket the uh, leading into Selection Sunday, and he had like the the worst matchups for Arizona. Like he had them playing UC Santa Barbara in the first round, which is coached by Joe Pasternak, former Arizona assistant. Uh, they also had Gonzaga in there as well. Uh, I believe they also had uh, Joe Lunardi also had Xavier and Grand Canyon. So he had a bunch of kind of unique connections there. But Arizona, they get the number two seed in the South region. Alabama is the one seed. Alabama looks really good this year. Uh, good. When, when I watched them the, in the SEC tournament, they're a really good team. Javon Quinterly, a former Arizona commit, he, he's still playing. He's huh? the goods. Yeah, he's yeah. still playing. And Brandon Miller. Man, 
I know that he's under the national spotlight for the wrong reasons, but he's a really good player. He is. One of the best players in college basketball, if not the best, uh, in okay. my opinion. He, my, he's really my, good. My overall take, Justin, is I think that the committee did a fairly really good job with the bracket overall. I don't, a, they, I don't really have any qualms or quibbles with anything. They got ASU in. And they got four Pac-12 teams in, which should yeah. have been in. And so I think the committee did a great job. And our own athletic director, Dave Hickey, on that committee. So kudos to them. Uh, good good for the Pac-12 getting four teams. And, uh, you know, I like Arizona's matchups, in, including if they end up playing Alabama in the Elite Eight. Arizona's 3-0 against teams in the South region. Arizona is also 12-2 and this season against NCAA tournament teams. So you like where these cats are at going into the postseason. Yeah. And, I mean, the— the South region, Princeton, I think they're going to take care of business there. Missouri, Utah State, interesting matchup, but Arizona is the better team. But when they get to the Sweet 16, that's when Arizona is going to start running into some trouble because Baylor, they're really starting to turn it up as of late. Um, and also, like I said, Alabama as the number one seed, really good team. And it's going to be so weird if they end up winning the national championship. Considering everything that this program has gone through this season, I mean, you had one player charged with capital murder. Your best player. We're talking about Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. What? Not Arizona. Just not maybe. Sure I, I said Alabama. Okay. No. No. Yeah. Maybe. I, maybe I just missed this train. I just wanted to make sure that we're on the right track. Go ahead. And I was like, Al- do you know something that I don't? Well, know? You, I, maybe it was okay. the wrong. It was the wrong U of A. We were talking about U of A, and then you kind of switched over to Alabama. So okay. My mistake. Sorry. That's right. Greg Greg Burns, the athletic director of Alabama, yes. right? Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Um, but yet, I mean, Alabama, the capital murder charge with Derry Smiles, Brandon Miller delivering the gun, and Nate Oates kind of saying, oh, you know, just wrong place at the wrong time. Very insensitive comments, in my opinion. All of these things that happened this season, and if Alabama ends up winning the NCAA tournament, it's just going to be so weird. Now, with that being said, Alabama and their media relations, they can't protect these guys during the NCAA tournament. When it comes to the NCAA tournament and March Madness and media coverage, it's like sharks in the water. You have to do a good job yourself of protecting you. Like You can't just say, oh, you you can't talk to media because it's open locker room access. So these guys are going to approach Brandon Miller and try to talk to him about all this stuff. And it's going to be interesting, to say the least. And I'm wondering if Alabama has the mental fortitude to withstand that. Because it, they're going to get mentally bogged down over the next couple of weeks. And honestly, that could bode well for the Arizona Wildcats if they end up meeting Alabama in the Elite Eight. Uh, of course it's going to have some effect, right? You just keep talking about it. It's We don't want any distractions as coaches. It's a distraction, but uh, to have to continue to talk about it, especially with national media. But I'm going to tell you right now, man, if you're filling out your brackets or you're betting on these games, I'm going to do you a favor right now. Do not go chalk. You know, chalk, what that means is you always choose the favorite because if you go chalk in your bracket or betting on these games, the only chalk is going to be the outline of your dead bracket. This is going to be the craziest march of all time. If you judge it by the regular season, number one teams lost to uh, – uh, to teams more than ever ever before this year. Uh, top 20 teams lost to un- uh, unranked teams more than ever before this year. 
It's going to be a crazy, wacky march, and it's going to be a just a test of attrition. And if you can withstand distractions and you know win a couple of games that you just have to grind it out, like Arizona did against UCLA, you could find yourself right there vying for a national championship. Outside of Arizona, of course, who is your dark horse to make a run this year in the NCAA tournament? You know, you're going to think I'm crazy, but uh, I think this there's a team out of Iowa that's really good, and it's not the Iowa Hawkeyes. It's Drake. They're a 12 seed, and they've got like five six-year seniors on that team. And when you look at kind of history of the uh, of the tournament, the teams that have like that kind of experience and that's that leadership, that maturity, usually end up doing pretty well. I would not surprise be surprised to see a 12 seed Drake in the Sweet 16. My Sweet 16 pick for a higher seed is Iona in the Fighting Rick Pitinos. Yeah. <laughs> so they're playing UConn in the first round. I like Rick, Rick Pitino against Danny Hurley. Then in the next round, they would play the winner of St. Mary's versus VCU. I like the Gales in that matchup. So then it puts them in the Sweet 16 where they'll face either Kansas, Arkansas, or Illinois. And I think that Kansas is a good team, but as you mentioned, getting smoked by Texas in the Big 12 championship game, you wonder, can they overcome these kind of things? So... I'm picking Iona. That's my dark horse team in the NCAA tournament this year. Okay. It, it pains me to say that Rick Pitino is going to have success in the NCAA tournament, but I just have a hunch that's what we're going to see. The next coach of St. John's, Rick Pitino. Not not Bobby Hurley? No, I don't think so. No. And I, I'm honestly, I'm really happy for Bobby Hurley uh, because I think that no one really had any expectations for ASU this year. At least I didn't. I wasn't expecting them to be an NCAA tournament. And then – they were right there in the top half of the Pac-12 standings all season long. They had some great wins, including the win down here in Tucson against the Arizona Wildcats. And you wondered, can they get into the NCAA tournament? Because if they do, like Tommy Lloyd said, they're going to give teams a lot of issues sleeping at night. And I'm really happy that the NCAA committee decided, you know what, let's make this interesting. Let's put ASU up against Nevada in the play-in game. And... Desmond Cambridge from ASU, Warren Washington, their starting center. Both these guys transferred from Nevada this past season. So they're going to be playing against their former team, which is going to be very exciting. But uh, as far as Arizona goes, uh, going back to the the Pac-12 tournament, Azuz Tubelis was named uh, the most outstanding player in the Pac-12 tournament, joining some elite company there. Um, Umar Balo was also named to the all-Pac-12 tournament team. Uh, but for Balo's uh, you know, current situation. I'm wondering how that's going to affect Arizona because I don't know if you know this, Ali, but Umar Balo injured his left hand dunking the ball against ASU. And so he had to get all of it taped, his, his left hand taped up. And apparently he broke it. Like I, I spoke with Umar Balo after the game and he said, yeah, I broke it. He even posted on Twitter. He deleted it. He quickly deleted it after like 10 minutes or so. But in the since deleted tweets, it showed an x-ray of a, a small break or fracture in the the base of his ring finger on the left hand. Uh, so he had to get that taped up. He's already been dealing with a thumb injury on his right hand. So when your starting center has both of his hands taped up, you wondered how is that going to work for the Arizona Wild? Because he's such an important piece for this team. And I don't know, man. I just I just worry about Umar Balo's hands. It looked good against UCLA. 
I think he'll be okay. Yeah. He'll be okay. Okay. That issue's right-handed. But still, both hands are taped up. I just, I, I, I can, I'm, I'm gonna, a little only, concerned. Dude, only positive vibes today. Only positive vibes. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going it's any. It's a concern. Yeah, man. I don't. It's a concern. Yeah, not, nope, we're good. We're uh, good. Let's go. All right, man. Hey, it, coming from the guy who said five minutes ago, hey, this tournament is a battle of attrition. Yeah. Let's see what happens. It's going to be a fun, exciting tournament. Only positive vibes. Positive vibes Monday. Well, they're going to need Umar Balo, uh because him and Azulis Tabellis right now are playing good basketball. In the in the Pac-12 tournament, they were a dominant front court and a big reason why Arizona won the Pac-12 tournament championship. And then, of course, Courtney Ramey's three-pointer. All right, let's go to headline number two. 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 Speaking of NCAA tournament, the Arizona women's basketball, they're going dancing as well this year. Um, after falling short in the Pac-12 tournaments in Las Vegas, the Arizona women's basketball team has earned the number seven seed in the Greenville Regional. Uh, South Carolina is the number one seed. Other number one seeds in the field include UCLA, Notre Dame, and Maryland. But Arizona, they'll face... Westford Stanford, Stanford wasn't a number one seed. I said Stanford. You did? Okay. Yeah. I missed it. Uh, no, no, no. Excuse me. They were the number. Uh, yeah, they're the number two seed. Sorry. Um, yes, St- South Carolina, Stanford, Virginia Tech, Indiana. Sorry, I'm oh. looking at the the number two seeds. Okay. UCLA, Notre Dame, and Maryland are the number two. Okay. Seeds. Okay. Yes. Thank you for correcting me on that. Hey. South Carolina, Stanford, Virginia Tech, Indiana. Those are the number. One yeah. Seeds. So they're going to Maryland uh, for the first round. They're playing West Virginia, which is an interesting matchup. As Mary Martinez played there. Yes, right. And uh, but you know, good the women's team, man, talk about just battling through this year. They just really battled all year and they've had some really good wins on their resume. So look for them to be road warriors. I think they're gonna make a little noise in this tournament. Well, Kate this is the last ride for players like Kate Reese, Shayna Pellington, Jay Laville, the graduate transfer from from ASU. So this is a a unique senior class that really wants to make their final stamp on the program before they take off. Uh, but the Arizona women's basketball team, like you said, they're going to be road warriors. Very tough region. Of course they put them in the same region as South Carolina. That's that's brutal because South Carolina, they're the hottest team in women's college basketball right now. They are red hot. They're the best team in college bas- women's college basketball. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I think it's going to be an exciting women's tournament, just like the men's. One uh, – Storyline I'm looking for this year in the the women's tournament is Iowa's Caitlin Clark. I don't know. If, I don't know if you heard about her, but she's like a like a triple double machine for she's, the Hawkeyes. She's a stud. And I think Iowa. I think they're either a number two or number three seed. But look for the, the Hawkeyes to make some noise this year in the NCAA tournament. All right, we'll talk more about the uh, Arizona women's basketball team and where they stand coming up with PJ Brown at 8:25. Let's go to headline number three. Three, three, and a big shout out to Arizona track and field star Jordan Geist. He's a thrower for the Wildcats, and at the NCAA championships this past weekend, Geist came home with a national championship. So, the Arizona Wildcats track and field team—they have a national champion, Jordan Geist, who threw the shot put, and shot put—it's a 16-pound ball, right? So Jordan guys threw this 16-pound ball 69 feet, 4.75 inches. Nice. Wow. That's like a <laughs> Paul Volpe's got an Arizona jersey with that, those exact numbers. Yeah. 
the, he wore the 69 jersey. Oh, he's going to have to wear it the course. whole tournament now. But, yeah, look, Jordan Geis winning a national championship. Arizona baseball sweeping Cal. Arizona softball taking two out of three against ASU. Women's basketball, a seven seed. Arizona men's basketball tournament champions, a two seed. It was a great weekend for Arizona athletics. So much going on right now. Yeah. It's March, baby. And guess what happens today? What's that? Spring football, baby. Day oh, one. Man. Thanks for reminding me. I know. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. We're going to be talking to Jed Fish at noon, and then spring football, the, the practices get started tomorrow. Excited, man. Football is going to be – we're going to be good this year. Yeah. I'm feeling good about it. All right, coming up next on Spears and Ali, we're going to hear from Greg Hansen, my colleague at the Arizona Daily Star. Before we talk to him, just want to remind everyone that this hour of Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson – is presented by Tucson Federal Credit Union, better than a bank, better than your bank, and also the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans. All right, Greg Hansen from the Arizona Daily Star talks Arizona in the NCAA tournament, and plus, live golf coming to Tucson. Stay tuned. More Spears and Ali coming up next. Spears. Justin Spears, I like that. And Ali. I want to be entertaining, but I'm not stupid enough to compare myself to Ali. We'll be right back on 1490 AM ESPN Tucson. It's officially NCAA tournament time. The Arizona Wildcats earned the number two seed in the South where they'll face Princeton, and winner gets either Missouri or Utah State. Here to talk about the NCAA tournament and more is our good friend and colleague, Greg Hansen, Longtime columnist from the Arizona Daily Star. Greg, always a pleasure chatting with you. How's it going? Hey, what are you doing up so early? Oh, come on now. I mean, <laughs> traveling back from Las Vegas, man, I honestly, I almost mailed it in, Greg. I said, Ali, you're going to have to do the show today. I can't do it. It's that time of year. <clears throat> well, he's still in mourning over the Steelers, so he probably couldn't pull it off. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Greg Hansen coming in with Haymakers. Yeah, yes. Well, one one of us is up this morning for sure, huh? <laughs> Someone's got a little extra v- vigor. <laughs> Greg Hansen is a morning person. Yeah. 100%. Um, Maybe we should do the recordings in the afternoon and play them the next day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but all right, Greg, uh, so Arizona, they earned the number two seed in the South region. Were you surprised by, I mean, not just the seeding, we all knew that they were going to be the number two seed, but in the South region, I was thinking maybe West or Midwest. The South is a little interesting to me. <clears throat> Did we lose Greg? Okay. Oh, okay. He's speechless. It was surprising. I guess so. Too. I think right. he's back on. Here he's there. All right, Greg, do we got you? <clears throat> Greg, we can Is hear you. Right? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, good. Thanks. So what do you make of Arizona getting the number two seed in the South? To me, it's just amazing that year after year for 25 years, 30 years, that a number two seed just seems normal. Um so nothing special, but it is special, if that makes any sense. Um, yeah. And, and plus, when you've been around a long time and watched it all, you know that an easy second-round game is not always an easy second-round game. So, And we remember that from last year. And remember that from College of Charleston. And remember that from those last-second games against Memphis and Texas. Uh, so it's nothing but excitement to me. Mm. 
You know, Greg, going going back uh, a little further, back to Saturday's game against UCLA. Speaking of, you know, you, you, you've seen a lot of basketball and, and watched it a lot, uh, a lot of U of A basketball over the years. You know, they say styles make fights, like uh, Ali Frazier, Hagler Hearns. Man, that game, UCLA-Arizona, that was just yeah. uh, one of the best basketball games I've seen in a long time. What, what, were, what were your reflections of watching those teams just go at it for 40 minutes? How special it is that UCLA is still in the league and to be a rival in basketball. And I mean, that's the number one game of the year almost every year. And Saturday, as I agree with you, was as good as any. And to this day, I can't believe Tiger Campbell missed that free throw. Any guy in the league, if you could pick one guy in the league, wouldn't you have picked Tiger to take that free throw? That was the most surprising part of that game to me, too. Yeah. And if you watch a replay of it, he, he – he actually made it. He just got a bad little tiny roll over the top of the rim. But uh, that's basketball. And that was like Jamel Horn's three-pointer clonking at, uh, against UConn. Oh, man, don't remind Ali about that. Yeah, that's uh... – Yeah. <clears throat> that was another uh, – that was a national championship year, that, that eighth of an inch. Yeah. yeah. But, Greg, as Arizona goes into the tournament, number two seed in, in the south region, they're 3-0 against teams in their region – and they're also 12-2 and two against NCAA tournament teams. So this Arizona team, yes, they do have some flaws, but I mean, considering the field and how they match up with certain teams, maybe this Arizona team is de- destined to do some big things. What do you make of just the path for Arizona to get to the Final Four? Well, I just keep looking at Baylor uh, and knowing how good Baylor's been for five years, and they have those really good guards and a lot of them. And – but that's what you got to do. There's always a Baylor there. And maybe Baylor won't even be there. It's like one year Arizona was going to play Duke, and suddenly it was Providence instead. So you can't get ahead of yourself in this thing. I mean, I'm looking at Princeton now. What are the odds Princeton beats Arizona? 3%? Yeah. But I clearly remember in 1996, we were in the media room in Tempe waiting for Arizona's first-round game um, later that day. And on TV – was defending national champion UCLA against Princeton. And not one Princeton guy could have been in a seven-man rotation for UCLA, and Princeton won the game 45-44. So yeah. every year there's a, a game like that, and uh, and what's it been, 27 years, so maybe Princeton's uh, back to that level again. So when you look at Arizona going into the tournament, what is the the one thing that you can point to and say – that might get them in trouble later on in the, in the tournament. The guards shooting, uh, you know, three for 17 on threes. And if, if you go historically back through every elimination game in the tournament dating to 1985, almost every Arizona elimination game was on a poor three-point shooting night. I mean, Damon and Khalid in the final four and in 94 went five for 24 on threes against Arkansas and game over. And to me, that's what it is. If you don't shoot threes, well, you're out. Yeah. But on the, on the flip side, Arizona also has really good front court. We've seen what the, what the guards can do when they're really on. What do you think is the, the ceiling for this team? What, what makes them a team that could possibly go deep in March? Just because they're, they're, they play with confidence and, and they have a swashbuckling style and they get up and down the court where typically in 
in the NCAA tournament, teams are cautious and play slow. And if you look at the possible opponents Arizona can play, they're all slow-and-go teams. So I just think it's their style and that Tommy doesn't panic and that uh, the players seem to have fun. They're not worried. They're not looking over the bench at the coach screaming at them. I think that's one thing that's a real positive variable for them is that uh, um, they're not overcoached. And, you know, it's different. It hasn't been that way since uh, for a long time. And I think that's one one of their big uh, positives. You know, Greg, looking at the tournament as a whole and reflecting upon the basketball season, it seems to me that – Parity has never been more of uh, no, never been more yeah. real than it is this year in college basketball, and we're already talking about if they play Baylor or if Arizona plays this team or that team. I'm expecting a wild ride in the NCAA tournament. Um, don't you? Don't you think there's going to be a lot of upsets based on the, what we've seen this past year? Oh, absolutely, hundred percent agree with you, Ollie. I was looking through the brackets before you guys called, and. Um, there's so many teams with double-figure losses who, when I see their name, I go, wow, I wouldn't want to play that, that team. And then you see that, like, Iowa's got 13 losses. And um, it's one after another team like Iowa out there. I mean, Tennessee somehow lost 12 games. I can't imagine Tennessee losing 12, but they played in such a good league. And the Big 12 so good. They're just – would you want to play Marquette? I don't think anybody in the country is talking about Marquette outside of Milwaukee. I wouldn't want to play Marquette. Yeah. And it's just, it never stops. Greg Hansen from the Arizona Daily Star joining Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson. Um, so, Greg, we've seen a lot of great basketball here in Tucson, Arizona. When you look back on all the, the great teams that Arizona had, we all know that they got it done in 1997. 2001 they were very close to doing it outside of the 2001 team what was maybe one Arizona team that you thought was a surefire national championship team that fell just a little bit short it would be easy to say 98 but I I would I would say 89 because it might have been without exaggeration over those what 35 years the weakest year in college basketball when you look at the teams that got in the final four that year like uh, Seton Hall and a Michigan team that wasn't that good. And, I mean, Arizona was 29-2, um, and two, and they had the player, the best player in the country, Sean Elliott, and uh, they had all the parts. And it just took one turnover with 17 seconds to go and then a, a miracle three-point shot by uh, UNLV to put Arizona out. And, and then, as we find out later, that UNLV, UNLV, UNLV team was better than anybody thought because they – they won a national championship a year later. Yeah, and to me, that's the one that going into the U of A locker room after the game, after which you always do in the NCAA tournament, that was the saddest locker room I've ever been in. Was Sean Elliott's final game, and he was crying on his mom's shoulder, and um, that, that was just to me that one up to everything that has come since. Mm-hmm. Greg, today marks the first day that your protege. The King of Hearts, the Strawberry Shortcake of Sports, takes over as the number one beat writer for Arizona football. What advice do you have for Justin to having a long, productive career covering Arizona football? Well, I do not feel sorry for him because he does not have to go to every practice, three hours of practice every day, like 
quote, the, in the old days, which are the most boring three hours of your life every day to go to practice. And um, plus, he's going to kick the competition's butt. And um, he's got a personality to do it and a work ethic to do it. And um, he's going to roll. I think that's a word he was would use from his generation. He's going to roll. <laughs> I do say that a lot. I'm not going to lie. Uh, pre- uh, thank you, Greg, for the kind words. I'm I'm very much excited about this next opportunity and in, in covering Arizona football, especially now with the program on the rise. Uh, year three, of the Jet yeah. Fish era. It's going to be very exciting. Uh, Greg, before uh, we let you go, I got to ask you. You're a, a a golf advocate, a golf savant, if you will. Live Golf is coming to Tucson this week. They picked the worst time to come to Tucson. The first yeah. week of the NCAA tournament, I heard that they were asking for a bunch of volunteers, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, good luck trying to get a bunch of people in Tucson the first week of the NCAA tournament to take time out of their day to volunteer for your golf tournament. What do you make of Live coming to Tucson? I talked to someone connected to that, and you know, they asked for 500 volunteers, and this was about – Five days ago, he told me they had 45. Yeah, no surprise. Um, I don't know how you carry on a golf tournament. Of course, it's not a real golf tournament. It's just kind of an exhibition. Um, I think the crowds, as you suggested, will be very small. And uh, fortunately or unfortunately, I'm going to the Friday round. And uh, I just hope I don't yell something naughty at uh, DJ, any of those guys. Would it be ill-advised to wear my Tiger Woods hat, Greg? <laughs> just, just put a sign. Just wear a shirt that says Jay Monahan, PGA Tour. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we talk to we talk to Spears all the time about you know dress for success is not just a cliche. Maybe try it every once in a while. But in that case, I would go with a t-shirt covering an event. <laughs> yes, <laughs> to live. Just a big PGA shirt. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be underwhelming. I think. I agree, man. Uh, Greg Hansen, longtime colonist from the Arizona Daily Star, joining Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson. Find his Sunday notebook at Tucson.com and the Wildcaster app. Greg, always appreciate your time and insight. Thank you once again. Thank you, guys, and good luck with your morning show. Thank you. Thanks, Greg. Very excited about it. All right, it's March, which means it's bracket time. We have the ESPN Tucson March brackets. If you have the best bracket, there are chances for you to win prizes from Rightway Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing, Corona. The beer, and, not the disease. Yes. No. <laughs> and li- thanks for clarifying, Thank Ali. Just want, hey, hey, I like to be very specific. <laughs> <laughs> Ruined my two years of our lives, buddy. <laughs> and LiftedTrucks.com. Go to ESPNTucson.com and fill out your bracket before the first game tips off this Thursday at 9 a.m. Must be 18 or older. Info and rules at ESPNTucson.com. First place for this, by the way, $500 Visa gift card presented by Rightway Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Second place, they get a Corona prize package valued at $250. The beer, not the virus. Third place gets a $100 Visa gift card provided by LiftedTrucks.com. So go to ESPNTucson.com for all the information on our bracket challenge. If you get a prize that you need to use a line with it, probably a good prize. (laughs) Coming up next on Spears and Ali. Let's talk about what's going on in the National Football League. Jalen Ramsey has been traded from the L.A. Rams to the Miami Dolphins. We'll explain what that means coming up next.
Currywurst. I don't know if you've ever had currywurst. No before. idea what it's that is. Like like a, it's kind of like a hot dog, and then you get curry ketchup. It's like ketchup just with a little bit of curry. In it. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. That's why they call it curry ketchup. I mean, I got that much. Yeah. Thank you for the explanation. <laughs> Thanks, John Madden. Yeah. <laughs> now uh, Justin's going to explain why they call it chocolate chip ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's vanilla ice cream with a little bit of chocolate chips in it. Text ESPN Tucson to 95938 to join the ESPN Tucson Mobile Club where you'll get updates from us about events, deals, contests, and alerts you, you need to know about. Message and data rates may apply. So, Ali, let's talk some NFL. Let's do it. Um, Mashup Monday. Oh, yeah. Steve Tyler, right? Lead, sing- lead singer of Aerosmith. Yes, sir. Man, he's got a pair of lungs on him. Not the most handsome gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> like... Somebody told me he was an alien. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> All right, Ali. Yeah. So Jalen Ramsey has been traded from the L.A. Rams to the Miami Dolphins in exchange for the 77th pick in the NFL draft this year. That's a third rounder. And tight end Hunter Long. So the Dolphins, they get Jalen Ramsey's contract. Uh, for which is significant, which is pretty significant, right? Yeah. This is a big uh, salary dump for the LA Rams. Uh, I mean, they, they've been paying a bunch of players for for several years. I mean, they still have Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, uh, Matt Stafford is still under contract, so they have a bunch of guys who are signed to hefty contracts, including Jalen Ramsey. But I think about this trade, Ali. You have was it, was it Xavier Howard yeah. with the Miami Dolphins? You also you have. Uh, Tyree Kill, you have Jalen Waddle, two attack of low if he gets healthy. We know, we know what kind of quarterback he is when he's fully 100. percent I like the fact that the Miami Dolphins are making moves for for big names and guys that can really impact this franchise. So, who wins this Miami LA trade? I would have to side with the Miami Dolphins in this case. Well, they definitely went for it, right? I mean, the Jalen Ramsey's on the other side of 30. He's still a He's still a really good cornerback in the NFL. Still, maybe a top ten cornerback. Um, and, and you know the real, the real proof or real evidence of who won this trade is going to come in a couple of years when you're paying an even more aging cornerback over twenty million dollars a year. But as far as this year is concerned, really great pickup for the Miami Dolphins. I'm surprised it was only a third round pick and a tight end. To be honest with you, I yeah. thought they could get a little bit more. But you you said it. You you didn't say it, but you said it. Not going to matter unless they got a quarterback. And so the biggest question around that organization is Tua, and is he going to be able to not only play again, but is he going to be able to stay healthy if yeah. he does play again? So that, all, that, all, all that, those back injuries, man. It's a big question mark. It's a big question mark for the Dolphins. I would not be surprised if the Dolphins brought in a veteran just to make – because, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is not the guy. But what, would what, you, what kind of veteran are we talking about here? Are we talking – like Andy Dalton? No. Nah, this is the same as Teddy Bridgewater, except for he's redheaded. Yeah. Right? I know you like that. This is one of those, so he shares an attribute with you that you are very fond of, the gingerness, and I respect that. But I think, uh, you know, a guy like, if he doesn't get a starting gig, a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo might be a good addition for the Dolphins. Does Jimmy go to a situation where he's okay being the backup again? Right, because two is the franchise quarterback, and if he's healthy, two two is going to play. Where Jimmy G's like, listen, I want to go to a franchise where I'm going to be able to to be the guy, and that's why I think 
the Raiders makes most sense. Possibly. Because let's be real here. Jimmy Garoppolo goes to a situation where Jarrett Stidham is the starting quarterback. Jimmy G is going to be the starter. Jimmy G and Tua, that starts to get a little weird there. Because, I mean, Tua's a really good quarterback. Um, but I don't know if you'd want to have Jimmy Garoppolo on your on your team. But with that being said, it's a pretty good safety blanket to have because the one thing about Jimmy Garoppolo is that, yes, even though we kind of consider him a glorified backup, the man wins. Every single time that he's been in a, a tough situation with the San Francisco 49ers, they've always found a way to win with Jimmy Garoppolo. Putting Jimmy G in with uh, Mike McDaniels, who, by the way, uh, didn't he come from San Francisco? He did. Was the off- offensive coordinator. And that so offense that makes is sense. suited to him. And, you know, you're right. The Raiders are definitely a possible destination. But if that is not available to him, I mean – in the words of Cuba Gooding Jr., show me the money. And if they give him a nice contract and they're like, look, Tua's got a, uh, a history of not being healthy and you know, we need you to here mentor him but be ready, it might be the best situation for him. I'm just thinking off the top of my head like I do with everything that comes out of my mouth on this show. I'm sure there's other you know, possibilities. But they're going to have to get – look, they're going all in to win. And they've got a lot of good players on that team. What the Miami Dolphins need to do is secure themselves with the backup quarterback so that they can continue to win. It's not going to be, what is it, Skylar Thompson. Yeah. If if you're the Dolphins, though, do you make that big swing for maybe a guy like Tom Brady to come out of retirement? Now, Tom Brady has shot down a lot of rumors that he does, that he's not coming back to play football, but he's already in Florida. And I feel like Miami, Tom Brady... <sighs> has been closer than a lot of people think. They lost two first-round picks for basically uh, talking to Tom Brady when he was under contract with another team. So yeah. we know it happened. Yeah, they, they've always wanted Tom Brady. If they could get Tom Brady, they should pull the trigger. But I, I, I am taking Tom Brady at his word that he's just not – he's retired. So yeah. until he says otherwise, they, they better figure something else out. But you, you might be onto something, Justin. They may be waiting to see if they can kind of see as the season gets nearer – Tom Brady starts missing it a little bit more, maybe he changes his mind, and see if they, can, if they can convince him to come over to the team. I'm all in on this AFC East thing. The, the AFC East picture next year, you have the Dolphins and making that move for Jalen Ramsey, all the star power they already have. The Buffalo Bills are going to be right there, back in the fold once again. They're currently the standard of the AFC East. And then what's going to happen if Aaron Rodgers goes to the New York Jets? What's going to happen if DeAndre Hopkins finds his way to, let's say, the New England Patriots. Man, a- AFC West, they were the, the the division that took headlines last year, and a lot of people had, had high expectations for it. I'm all in on the AFC East. I can't wait for it. Yeah. Which means it's going to suck next year, because that's, well, that's exactly what happened with the AFC West, right? We're like, man, look at this gauntlet of a division. Man, it's going to be a bloodbath every single week. And then it just turned out to be the Chiefs and, like, kind of the Chargers. Well, for a, <laughs> and everyone for else. a bunch of guys like us that get on the radio and talk about sports, uh, we're going to have plenty to talk about uh, if Aaron Rodgers goes to New York. I'm just going to yeah. say right there that is going to be, you know, Mr. Sensitive with the New York press. Oh, Sign me strap up. in and get your popcorn ready. <laughs> um, <laughs> by the way, this means that Tyree Kill and Jalen Ramsey are teammates. Do you remember what happened in the Pro Bowl? No, what happened? Well, because no, you, of course you don't remember what happened in the Pro Bowl because nobody watches the freaking Pro Bowl. Yeah. Uh, but in the the flag football game that they played, oh yeah, Jalen uh, Ramsey pushed him, like clocked hard. him, yeah, 
trucked him. And so Tyreek Hill had fun on Twitter and said, please don't hit me like that in practice when uh, we're teammates. Uh, other NFL news, uh, Deron Payne, who was recently franchise tagged by the Washington Seawards, they uh, reworked his contract, and now he's getting four years, $90 million. He's the second highest paid defensive lineman behind Aaron Donald. Uh, in the, the Washington Commanders, Getting Deron Payne this contract, we know they have uh, Chase Young right now. They have a really good defensive line. Their defensive front's pretty solid, and I I like that they're kind of building around that. It reminds me, I mean, I'm not saying that the Washington Seawards are going to be winning a Super Bowl here very soon, but it just reminds me of, like, the New York Giants back in the day. Like, they didn't, Eli Manning wasn't that great of a quarterback. They didn't have that great of an offense. But man, they had an awesome defense. You're you're under uh, you're understating how good Eli Manning was. Eli Manning was, he was a pretty he was good, yeah. but like the the New York Giants won that Super Bowl. They two. beat they two they, they won two Super Bowls. Yeah, not because of Eli Manning, but because of the defense. Really, Eli Manning had nothing to do with those Super Bowls. I'm going to show you some highlights. David Tyree. All I know is David Tyree. It's all about the quarterback. Sam Howell. I don't know if he's the guy. He might be, but if you don't have a quarterback. Not going to really matter. Lamar Jackson, baby. All right. If you want to join the show, 719-1490 is the phone number. 719-1490. We're taking phone calls coming up right after this. Spears. Justin Spears. I like that. And Ali. I want to be entertaining, but I'm not stupid enough to compare myself to Ali. We'll be right back on 1490 AM ESPN Tucson. We are taking your phone calls. If you want to call into the show, 719-1490 is the phone number. We're talking college basketball. We're talking NFL here joining us on line one is Tony. Tony, looks like you want to talk some NFL. Good morning to you. Good morning to all of you. Uh, you know, I have a little reckless speculation going on, and I'm going to start off by the 49ers need a good, steady, healthy quarterback to run their system. I'm going to say right now, with all the podcasts I've been investing uh, over the last uh, month, the Vikings are going to give up Kirk Cousins. Not give him up, but here it is. Uh, they don't want to extend him. They're done with the Kirk Cousins experiment. After five years, they're never going to win anything substantial with Kirk Cousins. But Kirk Cousins is durable, and he's a very functional, accurate quarterback. He can't move worth uh, beans. He's a sack of potatoes. But uh, he can throw the ball. So all – the 49ers need is someone that can stay upright for more than, you know, 15 games. And they haven't had that. They haven't had that with Trey Lance. They haven't had that with Purdy. They haven't had that with uh, Jimmy G, gorgeous Jimmy G. So uh, all I can say is that keep an eye on that. Reckless speculation, as my brother, a brother in the North say, reckless speculation. Reckless spe- speculation. And you landed on Kirk Cousins. Like, out, out of all the guys, Tony. <clears throat> it's not that- crazy. Kyle Shanahan has a history with them, going back to the Washington Seawards. And they, they like each, they yeah. love each other. You trade Trey Lance maybe a little bit more for Kirk Cousins. Not not a crazy Interesting, idea. Tony. Interesting. Appreciate you, Tony. All right. Thank you, buddy. And, and, and please get off the old storylines that the, the Patriots are going to do anything. They haven't done anything since their Phil General left the field. Uh, they will never be substantial again. Uh, 
you know, Belichick days are over. He he landed the the lucky ticket when he came across Brady, but the golden goose is done. I'm sorry, Patriots are not going to be anything. Congratulations, congratulations to Mac Jones for winning NFL's Most Improved Player next year. Yeah, thanks, thanks a lot, Tony. Tony. Appreciate you. Wow, uh, wow, we just <laughs> took it right back at him, huh? <laughs> All right, let's go to. Uh, looks like Mick wants to talk NCAA tournament. Good morning to you, Mick. Hello, boys. How are you? Doing great. What do you got for us? Better now that I know that you called in. So give us some wisdom, man, because we're struggling after a week in Vegas. I bet. I bet. Uh, well, I, I, I've been listening to a lot of these bracketology things, and no one has seized upon, I think, the most obvious thing, and that is you got to have the Gales playing each other in the second round, right? Oh, yeah. St. Mary's versus Iona, right? Yeah. I mean, that's got to be an all-time play there. Absolutely. But uh, the uh, now, coming from a guy who has the two – worst mascots on the planet, a color and a Spanish gentleman. Uh, I can say that. But uh, I'm struggling with the Purdue-Duke uh, matchup. Otherwise, my bracket will be done. What do you boys think of that? I, I got to tell you, Mick, I am not a big Purdue guy. I think that uh, their center's really good. He's 7'4", but, you know, like in the uh, Big Ten championship game, he's playing a guys, a, a team full of 6'6 six, six guys with Penn State. I, I'm not a big fan of their backcourt. Uh, I'm not a big fan of that league. I, I look for Duke to beat Purdue. Hey, Mick, hate to cut you off. We're actually going to a commercial break. Uh, call back anytime. We'd love to hear from you. Happy March Madness, my friend. I'm also going with Duke as well in that matchup. All right, that'll do it for our number one. We got one more hour coming up next. We're, yeah. We'll talk more NCAA tournament. And breaking news for Spears. The first pick in the draft was traded on Saturday, and he just found out. I've been lost. Stay tuned on Spears and Ali. (laughs) 